I won't deny it. I'm a straight rider. You don't wanna fuck with me. Got the police busting at me. But they can't do nothing to me. Ultimate Take, and I am your host. Welcome back, bitches. This episode was fucking badass, like every other episode. Uh, we had on the 140-pound boxing champion of the junior welterweight, super lightweight division, the pride out of South Almani, Arnold Barboza, motherfucking junior, dude. Uh, it was really cool, dude. I, I, I like to preface this, too, with all my uh, martial arts episodes that we have. If you if you're not into fighting, because you're a pussy. If you're not into fighting, because you're a pussy, then this might not be the episode for you. Um, get a personality, and uh, but seriously, this episode is fucking great, man. We talk more than just his fights. We talk about like you know uh, how he grew up and and you know the fucking process, man, of how you got there. And you guys know how this podcast is, dude. We're diverse motherfuckers. We're like a dumb version of Joe Rogan, dog. See, Joe Rogan's kind of dumb now, too. Which would suck if I ever met him, because then he's going to know I called him dumb and shit. But, like, whatever. Uh, is what it is. But, yeah, dude, it, it's it's a very, very exciting to talk to him, man. Uh, I've been into boxing my whole life. And uh, on the outskirts, you know, I'm definitely not man enough to take it farther than that. It's not my thing, man. I, I, I boxed my whole life as a kid. When you're a kid, you're supposed to do dumb shit, like getting punched in the face. So... That's what I did. And then I got older and I said, no, nah, uh, don't want to do that no more. So it's it's still something I enjoy, you know, but it's not, you know, I'm not going to ever do that ever again. And it's fun to watch. And Arnold Barboza is a fucking, uh, is a savage, man. He's a kid out of South Almani. And uh, this this will be the year definitely he takes that title, man. So uh, enjoy the episode and uh, talk to you later. Bye-bye. Yeah, hello. Oh shit! Yeah, hold on. Let me see. I'm trying to access my camera right here. Oh, there you go. There it is. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm good, man. How you doing, dude? You know how it is. Slapping bitches. The daily routine. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't. There you go. I don't approve of hitting women. I'm kidding, guys. Uh, <laughs> I want to let the people know who they're dealing with today. We got the NABF champion, the WBO international champion, the pride of South Almani. With the undefeated record of 25 and 0 on the motherfucking show. Arnold Barboza Jr., how you doing, man? Hey man, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Of course, dude. Dude, so uh I do this with all my guests, but I always like to start from the beginning, man. Uh where did I already I already mentioned you grew up in South Almani, but uh when did you start boxing? Uh I started boxing at, at the age of like five and a half years old. Um, you know, I, I boxed, I started boxing at Almani at uh, you know, at a um at a um, you know, at a at a gym where my dad was training, he was a kickboxer and he was training there, and so I was fighting there because you know doing these smoker fights and stuff. So, so I started off there and then I went to South Almonte Boxing Gym. And uh, for those people who don't know, uh, let them know what a smoker fight is. It, it's pretty much like unsanctioned, you know, like more like an underground thing. You know what I mean? It was crazy because me and my dad would fight on the same card sometimes. You know what I mean? So sometimes he'd be like the main event, and then I'd be like, <laughs> I'd like open up the show. You know, so it was crazy, man. It was a cool experience. 
Right. And, and I'll let the listeners know Arnold's being humble. Smoker fights are for gangsters only. Like you're a fucking, <laughs> you're a bad motherfucker if you're doing smoker fights. You ain't getting paid shit and you're just out there just for experience, which is fucking yeah. amazing. That's awesome, man. Yeah. And when do you think did you know like you had a future in this? Like, all right, I'm a bad motherfucker. I, I, I got something going where at least I know I can maybe not be professional, but I'm going to be very good at this. Uh, you know what, man? To be honest, you know, I, I think I was too young to see how good I was, man. Uh, you know, I was I was pretty good as as a kid, you know. My and credit to my dad, man. He's the one that seen, you know, that I was what my potential was, and you know, he quit his career to, to you know in boxing and to train me, you know. Um, so so he's the one that that seen, and, and credit to him also, man. He didn't let me kickbox. I wanted to kickbox like him, and he didn't he didn't let me do it because he knew there was no money in it. You know, so so he he he, yeah, he pushed me to boxing, man. And you know, there was actually one fight in a smoker fight, man, where like there was no kids to fight me. And so a kid was uh, I I fought me, and he was kickboxing, and I was boxing, so he was hitting me with his legs, and I was just boxing him. <laughs> That's fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. Oh, shit. And um, dude, South Almonte, there's a lot of there's a lot of talent coming out of those areas, man. I know that uh, obviously Jojo Diaz is from there; he's very popular. Um. What's the name? Uh, Leo Santa Cruz is down the street right there from uh, Rosemead Monterey Park. So uh, I'm assuming you you probably had a, at least multiple contact with these guys growing up, at least maybe sparring sessions or at least around the same circles. Yeah. Um, you know, coming out of our gym, uh, at a South Amana gym with our age group, you know, when we're eight years old. Those uh, there was a lot of guys that came out of that gym that, came, that went pro. You know, like you said, Jojo. Um, there was Alex Luna. Um, there was uh, Victor Pasillas. There was uh, Xavier Montelongo, Saul Bustos. Uh, there was, I'm telling you, man, that whole gym, like that 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 time that we were all training there, we all started there, all of us, you know. So, like you said, there was a lot of talent, talent that came out of that city and especially that gym. You know, uh, we were just hungry kids, man. And, and you know, and, um, and, and you know, some of us are a little far ahead more than others, but, you know, everyone's uh, in the uh, guys got into the program, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. I think a lot of it has to do just with the city in general, man. Like if, if you're from the area, I mean, if, if you can't grow up there without getting in a fight, even if even if you're the nicest fucking guy in the world, it don't matter. Someone's going to find you and you just yeah. got to live with it, man. I'm, I'm sure that has something to do with it. Yeah, 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 it did. And then um, I wanted to get into before you became a boxer, uh, before you became a boxer, you were uh, working as a union worker, correct? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I stopped boxing when I was 13 um, and I played football in high school. So I, I dedicated myself to that. Um. And yeah, you know, after high school, um, I got a good, really good job. I was working for the for some some company called Southern uh, Glaciers now, um, and and I was a teamster, a local six thirty. Still, I'm a teamster. You know, I'm I just my card's frozen. You know, I'm not working the union right now, but you know, um, yeah, I was, had a great, very good job, man. And and you know, I, I uh, you know, decided just to get boxing a, a full goal. You know, because I, I, it was hard, you know, to do both. Yeah, and and the only reason I know that is because. You used to work with my very uh, intellectually inferior brother, uh, Tom Lang, who's uh, been on the podcast multiple times and credits your success to his wisdom uh, plenty of times. He says that you're there because of him. So I don't know if that's true or not, <laughs> but uh, there might uh, be some knowledge in there. Who knows? Hey, hey, man, never know, man. He's, he, he has, he's the strongest arm wrestler I've ever seen. <laughs> so, so maybe, man. I'm so pissed you said that. Now he's gonna be like, it's on audio forever. And I, told you, <laughs> I showed you everybody. Yeah, he's really yeah. a freak at arm wrestling. I don't know why, dude. He's been like that since we were kids. Like, super, really big, strong guys are on roids and shit, and he'll still beat them. That makes no sense, dude. Yeah, man. He used to always walk around, hey, man, arm wrestling, arm wrestling, like to everybody. <laughs> he'd be like, man, we already know you're good. Get out Such of here, an man. asshole. Yeah. 
<laughs> That's crazy. Well, when you're um when you're at Southern, what was your training schedule like? Like how would how would it work when you're going to work and then you have kids and then still trying to train? How's that like? Man, I don't even want to remember those days, man. It was rough. You know, uh, your brother knows what we go through in the night shift, man, with the work that we have to do. You know, it's not easy. You know, we, we it's a lot of wear and tear on the body, man. You know, so let's say, you know, Monday, let's say, you know, one day we start fresh, right? We go into work at seven at night. So, um, you know, after work, you know, um, which is the next day, Tuesday, I would uh, get out of work uh, depending what time it was because we had to do mandatory overtime a lot of the time. So it was like 530. I was like 630, 730, 930 you know so i would get out uh tired man like feeling like a zombie and i'll still go run um and then after running you know i would go home shower eat breakfast and then go to sleep for like three hours maybe four and then wake up go to the gym and then go home shower uh eat and then get pack my lunch go go work at southern and do the same routine every day man holy shit and that with kids too yeah, and what? Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was, oh man, it was, <laughs> it was rough, man. I used to, I'm not even, I'm not even like ashamed to say, it. I used to cry to my mom, man. Like, I used to call her and be like, man, why the fuck am I doing this? Like, why, <laughs> like, why I gotta do both? You know, boxers don't be doing this shit, you know. And she's just like, man, if you then quit, you know, you, I was like, man, whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just go home and get over it. You know what I mean? Oh, dude, everyone has their own path to success. I, I bring this up a lot. Um, He's not like one of my favorite artists, but he's someone I definitely idolized was uh, Eddie Money. He just passed away like a year ago. Uh, super popular in the 80s. And uh, he wanted to be a musician growing up, but he didn't have any like like suitors. Like no one saw any like future in him. So he's like, fuck it. He became a, a cop in Brooklyn and he became a Brooklyn cop. And then with all his money that he made, he started buying equipment, started going out gigs and then started doing gigs, got noticed and then he quit. And I'm like, well, fuck, dude, that's not a conventional way of success for any musician. Everyone just but fucking made it dude i mean he's a legend in the business so i mean yeah man you sometimes you gotta just roll the dice you know what i mean that that's you know um that's what i did man and you know like before i did before i you know quit because i, I mean i couldn't get a fight for like a year and a half you know what i mean so so i was like damn man like you know it was hard i was just training and going to work and you know it was easy it, it would, and it's, i think a lot of people in my position they would be like oh you know fuck boxing you know and i'm set here for life you know and uh, I just didn't, I just didn't like, you know, like people telling me when to eat, you know, when to, you know, when, if I can go to the restroom, you know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't like that, man. So, but, but, you know, but so I just wanted, you know, to, to get boxing a shot, man. And, you know, to be honest, in the beginning, I didn't even believe in myself fully, to be honest. You know, I, I didn't believe, I didn't believe in myself, you know, fully, to be honest, in the beginning. And, um, you know, man, I rolled the dice and here I am. That's beautiful, man. And uh, when when uh, when did you get picked up by Top Rank? Was that when you're working at Southern, or is that bef is that before or after you quit? Um, that was that was when I was working at Southern. Um, I um, so I didn't have a fight for like a year and a half, and then like uh, I finally got looked at because I you know sparred Mike Alvarado and his manager liked me. He introduced me to Top Rank and all that. Um, and then yeah, I was working at Southern, and then I I remember I fought like four times to Top Rank. Looked at me like four times, and then they signed me. And then, like, I think it was, like, my seventh fight. Um, my, my dad told me, like, hey, you got to pick one, you know? And I was just like, all right, cool. And right away, I picked boxing. And so, so then I'm out. <laughs> there it is. And, and what was your first fight uh, once you were officially gone from Southern? Ah, oh, man, it was, um, oh, I forgot, man, to be honest. I forgot it was a while back. But um, I remember, like, you know, top rank telling me, like, hey, you're signed already. You know, don't try to do too much. You know, just fight your fights. And, you know, and, and be patient, you know, and I was like, all right, you know, so, 
So it was cool, man. You know, and, and I was and before I quit, I asked a lot of people to like, hey, what do you think I should do? It? Should I do it? Should I not? What do you think I should do? And a lot of them, man, like some of them were like, oh, man, fuck that. Go for your dreams, this and that. And then some of them were like, hey, man, I don't know. Think about it, man. Are you really going to be a world champion? Like, is, yeah. you know, are you gonna get far, you know, and I, you just stay here. And I was like, fuck, you know, it was hard, man. It was it's hard. Great. I think it's great that you had your, your dad telling you, hey, man, at least pick. Cause I tell you, cause especially Hispanic parents, we're all about the safe route. Like I don't yeah. care about your dreams. Just have a retirement. That's that's Hispanic fucking mentality. I swear they don't give a shit about that. But your dad seemed to be like in support of what you're doing, which is even better, man. No, yeah, dude. He he he's the one that told me, man. He's like, hey, look, whatever decision you make, he's like, I'm be with you 100. percent And I'm like, all right, cool. You know, so fuck it, roll the dice, man. And here we are. So far, so good. So far, so good, man. The the first side I uh or the first fight I saw you in person was uh against uh mike reed and that was on the um valdez quick fight uh card which was dude that was first of all i was i, was, I, I remember your fight i don't even i barely remember the valdez quick. i was hammered dude but it was but it was a great fight man and that's when i think uh that was really cool to see you start getting those stub hub performances and all that man did you remember anything from that fight oh man i i remember i remember that fight um uh, like it was yesterday because that, that was the fight that, that that catapulted me into a different level i think you know um, that, 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 that's the fight that gave me the confidence, man. You know, cause Mike Reed is a, he was a contender and he was just coming out. He was just fight. He just fought a title eliminator against Jose Ramirez, you know? So to me, uh, they, they gave me that fight because it was more like they want like for him to come back, like a comeback fight. You know what I mean? Beat this undefeated guy. And now he's back in the title contention. You know what I mean? Right. And, um, and I was, I actually think I was actually the underdog in that fight. You know, a lot of people, you know, had me losing that fight and, uh, they will, they picked, they thought I was going to lose. And I shocked people, man. And and after that fight, man, that's when like everything changed. Even my 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 level of training just like went up. Like in the gym, I just started pushing it, man. I was like, man, maybe I can do this, man. Maybe I, I do belong with all these guys, you know. And so I just started fucking training hard, man, harder than ever. Dude, and the, and that formula has been paying off, dude. I um I think the one that gave a uh, notoriety, at least to the just like the average boxing fan, would be the Mike Alvarado fight. Um, just because he's a name, you know, and uh. Credit to him, the dude has balls and, he, and he's been around the sport. He's fought some great fighters. Um, like he's fought uh Juan Manuel Marquez and the, the wars of Brandon Rios for him and for him to give you a shot, knowing how good you are, considering you already sparred with you, was it was a big deal, man. No, yeah, you know, and, and it's crazy because me and Mike were friends, <laughs> you know what I mean? So so like before that fight, like he would always hit me up before my fights and be like, Hey man, good luck, you know, cheering for you. All right, cool, thanks, Mike, you know. And then it's just this is business, man. You know, it's just part of the business, you know. Um you know, he, you know, um, I, I got, I, you know, I feel like I got into top rank because of him, you know, and, and, and it was kind of, it was like, I, I really didn't want to fight him, you know, like, I was like, man, like, damn, like, I was like, fuck it, like, like, I got to do it, you know what I mean? If I yeah. want to get to that next level, you know, I got to do it, you know, so, so man, after the fight, you know, we, you know, we, un we, because we, I remember when we found out we were fighting each other, we, we blocked each other from Instagram and then like, <laughs> Like, after the fight, we unblocked each other. And then, like, you know, me and him keep in context, though, man. Like, you know what? We'll talk here and there, you know, and we'll have a conversations, you know, for, like, a few hours and or an hour. And then we'll just, you know, talk a little bit. But, I mean, man, Mike's cool, man. Yeah, man. He's a good – and like I said, dude, no one wants to fight your friends. But, hey, Mickey Ward didn't find, want to fight Arturo Gotti the second time. But I'm just – hey, they just did it anyways, even though they're brothers. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, you, and uh, there's a few fights in between there that were just, in my opinion – if if you're if you're an average boxing fan, you probably didn't see him, and you and you really should have, because it highlights how fucking good you are. Um, 
Sis Mundo, I wanted you to kill that guy just because this cock's. You can't come to a fucking way and looking like the Hulk. Dude. That shit. <laughs> you off, yeah. Like, hey, relax. You know, you're five foot one already. Yeah. So let's not do that. So I'm glad you fucked his shit up. I'm sure he's a nice guy, but just just from like the part, like the douchebag part, I won't, that really pissed me the fuck off. But that was that was a, that was fucking amazing, man. You really knocked this shit out. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um. This is Mundo fight. You know. Um. I was I was actually supposed to fight some other dude. And then, like, um, you know, so the guy I was supposed to fight before that was, like, some taller dude, like, 5'9", and, you know, this and that. And then, like, last minute, says Mundo comes in, and he's five foot fucking 2 or whatever. So yeah. it's total opposite, you know what I mean? I'm like, fuck, like, damn, what the hell? But um, but he was a tough dude, man. You know, he gave a lot of problems to a lot of, a lot of you know, a lot of contenders, you know, like the, the, like the, like the, the great data shop that passed away, rest in peace. You know, he dropped data shop, you know, in a fight. You right. know, like, you know, he, he was not bad, you know, but I took a soul, man. You know, I just, Did. he wasn't, you know, he wasn't going to do it to me. <laughs> right. And then, and then you had uh the Silva fight, which dude, I mean that if you're talking picture perfect boxing, that knockout couldn't have been better, dude. That was the perfect body shot. It, I mean, fuck, there's still replays about it now. Yeah. That, that's something that we practice in the gym a lot. In sparring, you know, I, I, I practice that combination a lot. Like I like to set a lot of things up. You know, and as far as I was landing, beautiful, man, beautiful. So I was like, man, I'm going to do this in the fight. If you notice in the fight, I tried doing it like two times before that and it didn't land. And then that one, like, he just rocked right into it. Oh, and I was like, perfect, that was it. it was perfect, man. And then um, I, I especially liked when you fought uh, Luis on the um, Jose Carlos Ramirez, uh, Victor Paul card, because um, I feel like in boxing and just MMA in general, dude, like the announcers have so much to do with what the viewers want. Like most people that are balls deep in boxing, they put that shit on mute and they watch yeah. it themselves. And then they maybe watch it a second time and a third time just to confirm that your eyes aren't playing tricks on you. But a lot of times if you just watch it straight up, the announcers could trick you into thinking it's going one way, it's going the other way. Um, but in this case, it was really good because Tim Bradley was saying a, a fucking, a bunch of good things about you that I agreed with. He was saying like uh, that your combination of your balance, your positioning, your jab, uh, changing up on your levels, your speed, your body shots, your uppercuts. Like he was hitting every level and he's like, he's ready to face uh, the top three, which for most people would be like uh, Ramirez, Josh Taylor and Regis Progride. How'd you feel about that one? Um, It, it was cool, man. You know, um, um, you know, the, um, Timothy Bradley has some good things to say. Andre Ward, you know, as well. Like to me, um, you know, I always take criticism good when it's someone that knows about boxing, you know, and, and, um, and Andre Ward, man, he's, he's a cool dude, you know, me and him actually text and we keep contact and he gives me advice and, you know, and uh, after that fight. So, so, um, that was really cool, man. Uh, to hear what Tim said, um, you know, I am ready for anybody. I won't 40, man. You know, I'm just, you know, I can't wait to, to get to Josh Taylor and Ramirez to get it over with, you know, really, um, I'm gonna be there May 22nd watching that fight. Um, I'm excited because, you know, I'll, I want to see what's going to happen after that. You know, I want to see what's, what's going to go, what's going to go down, you know, because I feel like all of, all of us at 140 is just waiting in the line. You know what I mean? So, so, we're, so I'm excited to see what was going to happen. And, and that's, what's crazy about that division, dude, is there are like, there's too many killers in that division. It's um, that fight is something everyone's looking forward. That fight, a real boxing fan is looking forward to that more than Canelo Billy Joe, to be honest with you. That, that fight is supposed to be uh fucking fireworks, man. And, and I think everyone does believe you you can easily beat both of those two. I think it'll be a tough fight for anybody, but those whole that whole fucking top four is ridiculous, man. I think Pro Guy's only lost to Taylor, so he's basically up there. Maurice Hooker only lost to uh Jose Carlos and uh recently Virgil Ortiz. So I mean Jose Cepeda, I mean, you have a lot of crazy fighters in that division, dude. And uh 
Do you have a Do you have a prediction for that fight by any chance? Um, you know what, man? It's gonna be a like it's gonna be a fifty fifty fight, legit fifty fifty fight. They're both they both have what it takes to beat one another. Um, in fights like this, man, when it's fifty fifty, I go for the underdog, whoever the underdog is, man. It's Jose Ramirez. You know, I want him to win. You know, um, you know, and and you know, I'm putting my money on him just because you know I think he has what it takes to beat Taylor, man. You know, uh, Regis is a smaller fighter, shorter let shorter arms, and he you know. They're really good with Taylor. Uh, Ramirez needs to keep putting the pressure, man. He's going to go to the body. He has longer arms. He can do it from the outside more. Um, I got I got Jose Ramirez winning, man. And, and you know, and, and um, I got my money on him. So hopefully he does. Yeah. And do you think, because uh, I read somewhere that um, there's like basically like a like a 99% chance that whoever wins, they vacate and then go to try to fight uh, Crawford at 147. Do you think that belt opens up? Yeah, man, that's what I'm waiting for. You know, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that, I'm hoping that that's the plan. You know, I'm hoping that the plan is, you know, that they move up and, and even if I have to wait, you know, a little bit longer to fight, you know, cause I'm supposed to fight in either July or August. Um, if, if I have to wait till, you know, October, you know, September, October, you know, November, I'll wait. I, I don't care. You know, right. I'll wait to get a belt, you know, so, so, um, I stay in the gym man. I'm ready right now, you know, but you know, it don't matter to me as long as, as long as I, I get my shot. Right, yeah, that's actually what I was gonna ask you. I was gonna like if you had a specific uh, opponent in mind, or if it's just like fuck that, I want a title shot only. Yeah, no, I don't care who the opponent is. You know what I mean? As long as title shot, one of the belts, one either it's IBF, WBO, WBC, WBA, uh, either one. Right, and um, I I wanted to know too. I, I thought it was really uh classy what what you said about Saucedo, man. Uh, that was also a very notable fight that you had. That I mean, he he's been a a very notable fighter for the last couple of years, and um. The dude has balls, man. He's never been necessarily known for his defense, but he's in there and he takes the punches and he and he knows how to dish it out. And um, it was unfortunate the way it ended for him. But I mean, uh, you know, it seems like you guys have a good, uh, cool relationship. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I called him right away when I found out and when he got out of the hospital. You know, um, um, it was it's very sad, man. You know, um, because we I mean, you always want to hurt somebody in the ring, but not like that. You know, you don't ever want that to carry out outside the ring. You know, because we all got family. Um, you know, but um. But yeah, man, he's a cool dude, man. I keep him in my prayers all the time, you know. Um, and and I got hurt too that fight, man. I, I it took me, you know. I usually I, like I fight. Let's say if I fight Saturday, I'm back in the gym by like Wednesday or Thursday. It, it took me like two weeks to recover from that fight, man. I had a whole wet, a headache for like a whole week, you know. I threw up for like two days, you know. I know I had a concussion, so <laughs> so man. So it's not like you know, like it just shows, man, that we both went to war. You know what I mean? So um, but man, shout out to him, man, and, and I hope he, he's doing he's doing good. Right, man, for sure. Our after uh, cause honestly, in my opinion, I I think you take one forty over, dude. I really do. I I think I think you beat Josh Taylor or Jose Carlos Ramirez. I think they both know that, and it's not worth risking it for them. So let's face each other. Let's try to get the big money fight with Crawford and get our money, cause that's and that's the way. You sh- I mean, this is your profession. Dude. You're supposed to try to chase the money. I I totally get it. But um, who do you see as uh someone notable up up and coming in the one forty pound division that's probably not getting as much recognition right now? Oh man, uh, I don't know, man. Because pretty much they're all everyone's got the one forty that's getting recognition that should be getting recognition is getting recognition. Um, man, I don't know, but you know, I know the ones that that you know for sure legit at the top. My like my top one forty fighters is like is you know without Josh Taylor and Jose Ramirez, you know, because you know let's say they go up, is I think top five is going to be me. Um, uh, in no specific order, you know, it was gonna be me. Uh, I know Jose Cepeda for sure. He, man, he's my he's my boy too. He's a good friend of mine. 
Uh, we, we actually agreed that, like, if it was for a title or if it was something, we'll fight each other, you know, if the money's right and all that. So it's me, Jose. Um, I got to see what happens with, uh, you know, with uh, Tank Davis and Mar- uh, Mario Barrios. Um, you know, um, let me see who else, man. Oh, man. Uh, I mean, I don't, even, I don't know the top of my head right now, but, but yeah, man, it's a stacked division, man. Really stacked it division. Is. It is and, uh, like that's the thing. Like with, with people at one thirty-five, I would like to see come up. There's people. I, I don't even like that. Mikey's at one forty-seven. I, I, I he should be back down in my opinion. Like I mean, I'm a fucking nobody. My opinion means shit. But I mean, I think him at one forty would make some exciting fights for everybody, for the fans. You know, I mean, like, I and like I said, I my opinion means nothing. But I think he's too small for one forty-seven. I think it'd be awesome if he's still at one forty fighting you guys. I think that'd be huge fights, man. Oh, for real? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I just think that. Mike Garcia is more for like the money right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so he's going where the money's at, you know. But there's a big fight for him. I won't forty. I'm pretty sure he'll come down. Oh yeah, I mean that was the only reason he took Errol Spence. Everyone it was like Errol Spence is fucking way bigger than this guy. Everyone knew <laughs> it was an easy, easy W. And it's not because Mikey's not good. It's just body. It's not even close body wise. It's just it's ridiculous. Yeah. But um, that's great, man. I really am looking forward to what you got going on. Uh, at least in the future, man. I feel like it's gonna be a fucking a big year for you. And I, I can't see how you don't take the the belt. To be honest with you. Thank you, man. I appreciate that, man. I'm looking forward to it. Hell yeah. And uh, last uh, fight prediction. Who you got between uh, Canelo and Billy Joe? Canelo. Yeah, man. I, I, You know what, dude? I think Billy Joe, when he was fighting, uh, what's his name? Uh, was it Lemieux a couple years ago? I thought he looked phenomenal, dude. And uh, But it's been exactly that, years. It's been a fucking long time. And, like, you can't just take all this time off. And he got caught in a scandal and then just jump in with Canelo, man. I feel like it's a tough test to take, man. Yeah, it is, man. And Canelo's man, he's pound for pound for me, man. He's amazing. That dude's he's gonna break him down. Yeah, you know, you know what's crazy? We have a, we've had a Rudy Hernandez on the show like a couple times now. Uh, he's our he's our boxing MMA expert, just because you know he's a cut man for the UFC and he's obviously a boxing trainer. And he fucking he hates Canelo. He says he doesn't think he's any good. He's like he's fucking boring, man. I can't stand his fucking ass. Like. <laughs> Everyone has a different flavor, man. Like I, I, I can't, I couldn't disagree with them. Like when, when I really think about all the opponents, I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, the the only ones I thought that were like completely notable were like Triple G and those fights. People all thought Triple G won the first one, and the second one was very close. So like, I mean, I, I he's he's in his last five fights though, it's just been pure dominance. I mean, I I know yeah, the last yeah. one like a fucking nobody. I don't even know we fought in the last one. No one even cared. It was just like oh, whatever, dude. This guy. You know, whatnot. But I know that for someone in your situation, it's a lot different. You're only facing very notable guys. And, uh, dude, I'm looking forward to it, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate it for real. Thank you. Of course, man. Well, hey, dude, uh, thanks for coming on the show. And, uh, dude, good luck to you. And, uh, you know, best wishes to you and your family and all that, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, brother. I'll see you. All right, man. All right, man. And there it is, dude. Our interview with the kid from South Almani, the top-ranked killer. Arnold Barboza Jr. Thanks for coming on the show, Arnold, man. I appreciate it. And uh, thanks to all you guys listening, dude. Shout out to uh, Southern Wine and Glazers. I know you savages always listen to my shit. I don't know why. I probably made you dumber. But preach, man. I preach all you motherfuckers, dude. Everyone that's listening out there, man. I've, I've said it a uh, hundred times, dude. I don't give a fuck about like promotion of, of like podcasts and shit. I do it because it's fun as fuck. And... Um, best way to grow shit is through word of mouth and you guys have been doing that tremendously man it's it's a uh, it's pretty overwhelming so thanks a lot and um like i said thanks again to arnold man i can't wait for his uh his next fight and uh 
Thanks for listening, guys. Peace.